Hello and welcome back to the Rewire podcast. I'm your host, EG editor Sam McClary, and on this episode we are meeting our second trio of future female leaders from series two of this truly wonderful training and development programme. If you don't know what the Future Female Leaders is, then you, dear listener, need to catch up. It's a programme launched by EG last year that brings together women from all over the built environment and puts them through an intense but very satisfying public speaking programme, led, of course, by the wonderful Ginger Public Speaking. Then we hand them a stage where they have to speak for 10 minutes, completely unaided, no notes, no teleprompter, nothing. They have to speak passionately, engagingly and inspirationally to a room full to the rafters of their peers and leaders of business. It is the most phenomenal event you will witness in real estate. And if you want to see just what this year's recruits have to do, then do head to events.egi.co.uk and watch the future female leader videos from last year. You will not be disappointed. But back to this upcoming podcast. In this episode, I'm speaking with Sarah Bissessar, a senior estimator at Wilmot Dixon Interiors. Now, Sarah volunteered to be furloughed and she speaks to us from her home where she has to contend with homeschooling as well as taking part in the Future Female Leaders training programme. We're speaking with Laura Mackey, who's an associate director in development at Savills, who, like me, was having to contend with a cat wanting to take part in the podcast during our recording and Suzanne Ukmakliolu from Architects Rogers Sturt Carver and Partners, who's been shielding with her parents during lockdown. So over the next 20 minutes or so, you'll hear us talk about how the challenges of lockdown are providing inspiration around how to be a real and true future leader, about what we're learning from being stuck inside with family, and how each are managing to undertake the future female leaders training in a virtual world. And of course, as usual, a quick disclaimer, the following conversation was recorded via Teams, so while the audio quality may not be quite up to the scratch of a pre-COVID EG podcast production, content quality most definitely will be. Enjoy. So here we are, episode two of Meet the Future Female Leaders season two uh, and today I'm joined by uh, Sarah, Laura and Susan and uh, we are um, recording of course over Teams because we can't actually get together yet but hopefully we might get some news on that one day soon but um, Laura how, how are you doing? Yeah really good um, I think I'm just about staying sane although I'm ready to start leaving the house and getting dressed and wearing something other than pyjamas um so hoping that starts happening soon but and and generally missing the sort of general hubbub of the office but other than that just getting on with it really working from home and not leaving the house very much excellent and so and where are you, where are you based are you are you up in in manchester yes yeah i live in stockport um but yeah but the based in the manchester office Excellent. And what's the what's the atmosphere like uh, in in Manchester and in, in Stockport? Are you, uh, you are you having lots of conversations with lots of lots of people? Are people um, uh, acting any differently, I suppose, in different parts of the country? Um, I don't think so. It's it's quite quiet, really, when you sort of pop out, because obviously people are only really going out for a walk. Um, we sort of have a chat to the neighbours on a Thursday when we go out and clap the NHS. Um, but that's it, really. Um, but no, yeah, it's just it's just all a bit 
bizarre because everywhere is so quiet and there's not many cars on the road. Yeah, it's nice that, isn't it? I'm enjoying yeah. the no cars. <laughs> Uh, Susan how, how, how are you how are you su- surviving during lockdown um I'm actually I'm actually really good at the moment it's um it's a great what I'm finding is it's a great opportunity to just have time that you don't normally normally have um so I'm actually up in Bristol at the moment with my parents um I'm shielding because <laughs> uh, my dad's one of the vulnerable. So we're all sh- shielding at home together. And it's been, I think, coming up to eight weeks now that we haven't even left the house. Wow. Um, yeah, but I think what this is sort of proving to me is that despite deadlines and um, exactly the same workloads as we had before, it's really possible for us to work and be efficient and successful remotely. Um, and it's given me the time to just spend some time with you know the family and the and, and and the parents um before before we don't have any more time left to do so so it's, it's been quite a positive um time for me although difficult not being able to leave the house <laughs> yeah I definitely want to come back to that a bit later in this conversation actually about what we're learning from from being closer to to our our families um during during this lockdown and what and how we might use that in in how we operate in in business and in a little bit but first um, we've got to say hello to to Sarah Sarah how are you doing hey we're good we're good I think we um it's been a journey I think we spent the first two weeks in isolation so I feel Susan's pain um in a little bit because I was feeling quite unwell um possibly with the virus who knows we're not too sure without some tests um but since then obviously we've been at home my husband's been working from home I've been on furlough uh, but super busy with two small children homeschooling getting them out of the house lots and lots of craft activities starting to do couch to 5k with my new my nearly eight-year-old little boy so <laughs> that's been quite good trying to get some quality time one-on-one with them in the midst of just all being together constantly um but also just enjoying checking in with work colleagues and checking in with the future female leaders crew which has been good and there's been a nice change in terms of something different to do um in the midst of kind of the normal day-to-day what we're doing as a family so um yeah we're doing well and enjoying having some space um, and some time that you don't get and ticking off a few DIY tasks as well, which has been good. <laughs> Excellent. And let, let's talk about you talked about um, checking in with the uh, um, the FFL crew, which uh, I'm always heartened to, to hear. I love um, how this program creates um, little tribes of um of um of friendships and and sort of business contacts too so um you obviously you all got to be physically together for for one training training session and then the world changed a little bit and 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 those have become virtual now but i wonder if you could uh, maybe share us share with us some some insight um laura from that first session of what it was like for for you um what your feelings were walking into the room and and hopefully how different they were when you when you walked out yeah I mean I, th- I think I speak for everyone when I say we're all a little bit nervous um and just sort of daunted by the prospect of doing a talk in front of a lot of people obviously in a slightly different world where it was normal to move around um but yeah I think I think we were all quite nervous all wondering you know what on earth are we going to talk about for 10 minutes and how we're going to talk for that long um, but it's quite clear through the training that we've had with Ginger that, you know, there's a structure to these things and there's a way to do it. And it's been it's been great sort of learning all of that and engaging with everybody else on the programme. 
Um, and we've got a WhatsApp group on the go as well. So we're all sending bits and bobs on that to sort of help each other out, which is great. Fantastic. And, uh, and I said that there that people worried about how they, what they're going to talk about or how they're going to talk. Um, is there anyone in the group who is already a massive chatter and gets up on stage and, and loves it and, and talks um, almost as much as I am doing right now? <laughs> um, I'm not sure there's many people out there that love getting up on stages there and chatting. <laughs> um, but no, I, I think we're all sort of in the same camp, really, where we're all all of us have done bits of public speaking and don't really mind doing it but I've never really felt comfortable with it and it's sort of getting to that stage really where we do feel comfortable with it and we're not really phased. Mm. And did um, uh, Susan, did uh, Ginger um, drop on any of you a um, any sort of the mean things that they do that force people to get well outside their comfort zones? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think that on the first day, obviously the previous cohort had set the bar really high um, so it was quite terrifying generally um, to know what you're heading towards. But some of the training that they did, um, there were, you know, there were exercises where you're having to be as expressive as you possibly can be. And um, on the contrary to that exercises where you're trying to uh, be as as less expressive as you can be, if that can make sense, um, as sort of closed in as possible. And, and that, too, was incredibly difficult. But they... I think they all came together um, in the end. And I think what I really learned was that I can overcome some fears. Um, and at the end, we just stood there and we all had to speak and we were all completely ourselves. Um, and, you know, there was a huge amount of encouragement that came from the cohort as well as Ginger Public, which um, I've learned is actually key to this. It's not just about confidence, but it's also about the encouragement from those people around you. Mm. There's a lot of um, uh, talk, isn't there, when when we talk when we are talking about um, emp- empowerment and, and feeling confident that you know we we also need cheerleaders alongside us to to say you know you you've got this this you're you know you can do this and and honest cheerleaders as well who say well, you know that doesn't quite work but I you know I completely completely support you so I, I'm glad that in each other you have you have those cheerleaders. Um, Sarah, uh, I guess a lot of um, sort of the initial part of um, the training for FFL is is quite is quite physical because it's about you know how you get the the message across. I suppose in in more than just just words, it's about how you own own the stage. How how has that been when we've had to switch to um, a virtual uh, uh, sort of learning experience? Are you do you feel like you've got a connection now with with the team that you're you're able to 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 do that? Are you having to prance about in your in your living room in front of a computer? We haven't quite reached the prancing stage yet, um, <laughs> but I think um, I was quite surprised. I was quite nervous when we did the first sort of Zoom um, platform for the training when we did the first virtual training, just about how it would go really. Um, we had, I think, six hours of training on that day, which was wow. tiring, but actually it was brilliant. And Ginger did so well pulling it together. It was still so interactive. And actually, I think because we'd all had that first person to person meeting and the first training course when we were all together, that really helped because actually when we were virtually together, we were then able to build on that. And um, I actually found it a really good um 
place to be where we were then practicing our talks. Actually, there was a certain freedom in terms of being able to express and kind of figure out what we were saying and work through different ideas that didn't have the standing up in front of people bit attached to it as well. So in terms of actually figuring out what you were saying, how you were saying it and different lines and things to go into the talk, actually doing it virtually and via Zoom, sat down chatting was was quite good in terms of being able to brainstorm that. My nervousness is that we'll get quite comfortable doing that. Mm -hmm. And then when it comes back to the standing up physically in front of people, we'll still we'll have to face that barrier again. Um, but I think it's been really useful. I think we've got a really good sort of almost team ethos and actually the encouragement that comes through from all of the different um, members of the group, uh, just providing really helpful insight into each other's topics and criticism, but with a good edge so that you're kind of being sharpened by each other rather than being kind of knocked down at all. There's been none of that whatsoever. And everyone's being super encouraging and, and really helpful and insightful towards each other, which has been great. That that is good to hear, and and sort of hooking onto that insight word. Are you are you learning about each other's industries as, as well? Because one of the the added benefits that the that I see in in this program is that we are bringing together you know several different parts of of the built environment, and there are I know from from cohort one there were people who didn't know anything about um the the other's business and have understood how actually now they can work together and 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 that sort of thing Laura are you learning more about different parts of the industry yeah it's been really interesting actually I find sort of listening to um the other talks and how they're evolving uh probably the the best part about the process um, I think it's interesting as well, sort of everyone's got their own topic and then getting everyone else's take on it from their perspective, from the perspective of the business they work in is really interesting. Um, so for me, obviously, Suzanne does architecture and Zoe um, works at Dandara. So there's, there's quite a clear development link there. Same with Sarah at Wilmot. Um, so it's been really good, actually, sort of getting to know each other a bit more and, and learning a bit more about our day to day roles. Excellent. And, you, and are, there, are there similarities as well as differences? Are you finding that you you come across the same the same challenges? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think that's one thing. Actually, I think a lot of the challenges we're all facing are pretty universal. Um, so it's been it's been interesting to sort of explore that and and talk to each other about it. Excellent. And obviously, one of the challenges we've we face right now is is lockdown, is coronavirus. Um, so I, I'd be really interested to hear from you how um, you any any lessons I suppose that you're taking from from lockdown that you think you can you can put into um, you when you get when we get when if we get back to to normal normal life and normal business life are there. Um, there are any sort of moments that you've looked at and thought, oh, actually, this has taught me something about myself or about other people that I can I can really utilize as as a future future leader. Um, Suzanne, I'm going to go to you because uh, you are um, um, in lockdown with with your parents. And um, that is always a challenge, I'm sure. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, uh, I think. You know, this this is a bit of a difficult one, but there are so many different things we are learning. And I, I feel that the key for me is obviously it's communication. Um, and it's not too dissimilar to working in remote teams. Um, 
which is something we often do successfully when we're working on international projects, I'm sure, for, for all of us. Um, and, you know, we all need to be asking questions and communicating together to ensure that we're all tracking in the right direction. And I think that content, constant and regular frequent checking in um, is vital. But also beyond that is um, empathy, because we're all going through completely different, although we're collectively going through the same thing, our experiences are hugely differing and everyone has challenges that they're facing in the day. Um, so we just need to be mindful of that and empathetic towards that uh, to continue being successful, I think. Excellent. Um, Sarah, for you as well, you have the added challenge of, of, of homeschooling and from um, the parents that I've spoken to are having to do that. They've um, certainly um, got a lot more respect for teachers now. Um, are you finding having to, um, I was going to say deal with children, you can tell I'm not a pe parent, um, but that's probably, <laughs> probably the wrong wrong phrase, but having to um, deal with children on a, on a daily basis, are you, are you taking anything from that that you think, oh, I can... I can utilise this going forward. I've, I've I've found a new strength. I think there's a huge strength in adaptability. I think that um, which just applies across the board, doesn't it? In terms of adapting to new situations, adapting to new challenges. I think kids constantly challenge every part of you. I think mm -hmm. um, they're the ones that ask the difficult questions, that ask the whys, that constantly ask the whys, um, that want the extra stimulation of what do we do now? Can we do this? Can we do that? That challenge you and just keep you on your game, really. Um, I think there is a slight relentlessness about it. But then I think in life there is a relentlessness about just keeping going, isn't there? And doing lots of bits and pieces. I think there's a challenge about how much we pack into our lives generally um, and about having space um, and space just to kind of be and to sit and the feeling of not constantly needing to be on the go the whole time. And I think that's a real, real challenge and a kind of takeaway. Um, I think there's a whole thing about multitasking as well and about trying to get lots of different things done at the same time, uh, whilst also giving people your full focus as well. So um, I feel challenged sometimes. I've got this little DIY list I'm trying to uh, work through uh, while I'm on furlough to get some things that have needed doing for a while ticked off. But then trying to balance that with actually giving the kids my full attention in the afternoons because we tend to school in the morning and then do playtime and other bits in the afternoon um, and it's all about priority isn't it it's about give and take and uh, I think often in in work situations you need to be adaptable you need to be able to keep those open lines of communication and give people your full focus but at times there are elements of multitasking and priorities and all of those bits and pieces as well so it's been a really interesting season I think the challenge will be about how the schools go back, how work goes back to normal and balancing all of that as we move forward as well, which um, there is a slight bit of apprehension in the back of my head as to how that's all going to come together. Hmm. I think, um, you know, the one uh, lucky thing, I suppose, is that none of us are men, so we can all multitask. Uh, <laughs> um, Laura, how, how about you? Have you have you taken any lessons from from lockdown that you, you think you can um, put into a, a work set, setting to to help you on the path to future leadership? Yeah, I think um, obviously agree with everything that Suzanne and, and Sarah said. Um, but I think one one thing for me is just about sort of how efficiently we all use our time. Um, and I think it's it's quite clear that we can engage with other people in sort of meaning and meaningful and personal ways without meeting in person. Um, and actually that can enable us to get more done more quickly. Um, mm -hmm. 
So I think I think that's been it would be interesting to see how that sort of changes as we all sort of move out of lockdown um, and how we actually use our time and how much time we spend traveling around. So I think actually a lot of us probably feel like we travel around a lot and we don't always need to. Mm. Um, so I think that that will be a big change, um, but obviously making sure that we're still doing still doing a great job. Excellent. And and Sarah mentioned there about how kids always ask the the why question. So I'm going to um, um, reverse the years um, quite a lot and uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and ask. Um, you know why why, well my cat is here during this podcast by the way and it was just about to turn us off um worse than children uh I was just gonna ask the question about um why why you I guess why you want to be a future leader and why and whether sorry that um your reasonings for that have changed over the course of uh, of this lockdown because I you know I know we we um obviously did a, a piece with you early on in in the session where you all set out what being a future leader meant to you and I just wonder if that has has um shifted at all uh, Suzanne um yeah I think you know I I know that I've had the benefit and honor to have worked with a lot of incredible inspiring um leaders through through our, our my career so far and I, I'm sure that we all have um, and I think you know I am so grateful for each and every person that I've had the opportunity to work with in the past um, and the present and also seeing it in in this situation now and it does relate similarly to um, working remotely. I spent a year in Melbourne and um, had to communicate uh, across from, from from Melbourne to the UK. And I, I think there are the similarities there. But in terms of um, translating this into me being, you know, the fu- future leaders, I think the importance um, to understand and develop the skill set to communicate efficiently and, and therefore effectively um, will enable us to um, contribute to our network and the wider industry um, in a positive way for a progressive future. And I think what we are all going through now um, during this lockdown is giving us an insight to um, what what more, what else is possible. Um, there are so many different things we could discuss about now that, you know, the possibilities of working from home, um, still being successful working from home, um, but also what what we are all experiencing now um, is living in, in an environment that is not ideal for the mass majority, like the vast majority of the population. Um, but there is a smaller, there is a small mi- minority, excuse me there, there is a smaller minority of people who are actually gaining access uh, to things in the world which they usually wouldn't have been able to, if that makes sense. And I think from this experience as future leaders, we now have an opportunity here to review the ways in which we are um, collectively disadvantaged um, and use this increased insight and empathy towards a more uh, progressive and inclusive built environment. I hope I made sense there. <laughs> I think you made perfect sense and, and, and made a, a very, very good point. And I, and I think, you know, it would be um, great if we can come out of, of this situ- situation with 
um, some some positive lessons that we can actually put into place that do you know start to redress and and rebalance the the environment in which in which we sort of live work and and play. So I, I think if you're taking that away from this, Suzanne, then um, yeah. the the future leader in you is 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 going to be epic. So uh, <laughs> awesome awesome work, uh, Laura. I'm going to make you um, follow that up. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, I think it's obviously about we're, we're all sort of learning how to become sort of confident, relatable and engaging public speakers. And really, it's about how that translates into sort of everyday working and how that makes us, you know, potential future leaders in, in the future and now, obviously. Um, and I think that's that's really important, really, because being approachable and, and encouraging a collaborative working environment is obviously really important. And we're all sort of pulling together um, in these times where it's all a bit strange and virtual um, and that's been that's been a really great part about the process how much we're all working together and sort of trying to achieve a common goal. Fantastic thank you and, and Sarah for you. I think what's interesting is that the um, area that I've been looking at focusing on for my talk is all to do with agile working, flexible working and kind of maintaining resilience and adaptability in doing that and being flexible around um, supporting females as mums as well and still in the workplace sort of still progressing as, as managers and as leaders and I think this is just such a interesting season as so many people are experiencing just the challenges of working from home of balancing family life in a totally different way to how they will have done previously um, but also seeing the benefits of that in terms of productivity and in terms of as Laura was saying earlier in terms of sort of not having that commute of being around of being able to focus in a different way but also just seeing where it goes from now as we return to whatever normal ends up being and whether that does mean that more people are working remotely or working flexibly or working in an agile fashion and how we move what what takeaways, what lessons we can learn and embed back into our working practices from this season and really move those forward. And I think I've always seen a leader as being someone who's visible, someone who um, someone who's able to forge a path for other people to follow. And actually, I've been working remotely and working flexibly and agilely for several years now. And actually, it's great to be in a position to be able to to share experiences of that with other people who are suddenly facing it as a new challenge. Fantastic. So leading by leading by example, there are sort of physical examples of, of how to do it. Um I, I don't know about you you guys, but I'm I'm actually really, really excited about um this season and this season's finale because I think that um there is gonna be a very very much a shared experience among all of you and and the audience in in your talks and a real desire I think to to gather together um and and hear and listen and and be part of something something big so not to put the pressure on of course I think you uh, <laughs> I think you've got a um fantastic final of, event which um which we will do we've obviously have to have to shift a little bit because of um this moment in in time but when we do get back to to being able to stand up on stage and really tell a story I think the audience is going to be so dialed into listening what you have to say that it's going to be even more electric than it was last year 
so so on that note just to sort of round us up for for today's um uh podcast uh, just a just a line i guess from each of you about about that final session and the uh curtain the virtual curtain because we didn't have a curtain anyway uh goes down on on your talk what you take your deep breath in and breathe out what is it that you hope that you will have achieved when you get to walk back off stage uh laura i'm going to start with you i hope i'll have just um hopefully nailed it first <laughs> um and secondly just to take away all the all the sort of skills that we've learned and, and applied them to ourselves going forward really um i think you know being being engaging people being relatable being approachable all of those things that we're sort of learning to do through this talk are so important to us going forward and really just making sure that we we follow it through and that we're not phased by opportunities like this and that we we carry on doing them excellent i like that not phased by opportunity uh sarah um, I think to feel satisfied that I gave a succinct message that I use the stories that I've got to tell to to really draw people along and along the story and into that message that they um, understand what I'm trying to communicate and that it's clear um, and that I nice, managed to speak nice and slowly and clearly. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think there's that sense of satisfaction of actually having achieved something and made a difference in terms of hopefully challenged some mindsets um, through what I choose to speak about. Fantastic. So a challenging uh, talk, that would be great. Uh, Suzanne, last but by no means least. <laughs> yes, I think, you know, I agree with both uh, Laura and Sarah's um, thoughts I think it would just be great to get off that stage and and feel proud that you have delivered the um, type of talk and presentation that you have been working towards that we've all been working towards for um, for however many months now and um, that it's that it's a positive and that the audience hear the message clearly and any call for actions are heard and understood and aren't forgotten um, once the once the cohort is over um yeah i think good hear it and do it that's what we want yeah. isn't it people really putting what what, the, what they've listened to into into action and for, for me i think the the moment that this is all over is um uh, is um sort of bittersweet because you're so so pumped up by how phenomenally well i know all of you uh, are gonna do and uh, and saddened that this this season is over but hopefully we are creating in in season one and season two this amazing cohort of phenomenal women who um i always hope are going to take over the world one day because uh, i think we all deserve to sorry sam i was just going to um add in i've gotten a great analogy for the way that i'm feeling right now with the with the program um and everything that we've been doing even though that we're we're apart and i just I kind of feel like we've all been participants in one of those trust exercises where we're in a big group and you're asked to close your eyes and lean back and just fall into people's arms and and the cohort's arms and eg's arms and um ginger public speaking and i feel like up until this point that's what we've been doing and now we're ready to just be elevated up onto that stage for the final final event. That's a, a great analogy, and I hope that we've all caught you. Uh, <laughs> we haven't let you let you fall, and uh, I'm really looking forward to to seeing you all lifted up on on that stage as and when we we can do it. But for for now, keep safe. 
uh, keep sane, keep future leadering, and, and we'll look forward to catching up with you all again soon. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the Rewire podcast, and of course to our guests, Sarah, Laura, and Suzanne. Episode three of our Future Female Leaders Focus podcast is coming up next week, and in that, we will be talking to the business leaders that are supporting these phenomenal women through their journey. And don't forget, if you want to keep up with all the latest news, views, analysis and research that the EG Group has to provide, sign up to all of our property podcasts and subscribe to Radius Data Exchange for unlimited access to all of our content and comprehensive commercial real estate data.